Women are also losing the game. I want to analyze today a popular phrase that sometimes women drop uh, when they are about to start the relationship and is I don't have time for playing games. What it means? Well, usually the idea is that if she tells you that means that you need to be clear of what are your intentions. Do you want to start a serious relationship or do you, do you want to just have sex? But in reality, what happened is that most men get scared when they listen this phrase and they make two mistakes. Sometimes they speed up the process and they start a serious relationship without knowing the woman in a, at least in a 50%. And the other mistake is sometimes the men get scared and they just walk away when maybe it was going to be a good relationship. That's why women need to understand that sometimes men need time to process, to understand if they are ready or not for a relationship. And the more that a woman prays, the more that a woman chase the man, the more scared he will be. A woman telling a man that she doesn't have time for playing games is the equivalent of the man telling the woman, I'm here just for penetrating you. It's the same shit. It's like the woman is looking for security, is looking for someone that gives support to her, and the man is looking for sex. So both need to exchange value. And if a woman is just asking conditions, without showing her value first, without showing what she has to offer, she is just losing the game unless that she finds a so fucking low class uh, man that he will just fall into her um, statement. You know, oh, okay, let's start now. But usually a man with value will have more options. And when he sees that a woman have a bad attitude like that, and she starts with that phrase that I don't have time for playing games, the high value man will walk away. It's like when you go to a car dealership. When you go to a car dealership, the used car, los carros usados, they have the price on the windshield. They have the price and the kilometers, right? They are telling you upfront, this is the price and this is the kilometers. When you go to a brand new dealership, brand new car dealership, or especially if you go to a, a very fancy brand, like you go, I don't know, you go like to BMW, Audi, Porsche, they never, but you can, you can be sure, they never have the prices on the windshield, why? because they want you to first go and see the car, see the value, check the seats, check the features. They don't allow you to drive the, the car that easily, neither. They, they, they want you to just see, because if they allow you to drive the car, everybody will be driving Porsche every day. So here's where I'm trying to go. Where I'm trying to go is that the woman, she doesn't need to open her legs to show her value, even though <laughs> that would be beautiful. But she at least needs to show that she has some charisma, that she has some empathy before asking for a serious commitment. How can you have a serious commitment with someone that you don't know and you don't trust yet? So this episode is for women, but also for men, because I believe the game is broken. Men don't know how to interact with women anymore. And women are so fucking scared that they are doing bad choices. And this is the situation. When a woman is scared for men, when she's afraid for men, at the end, she ends with the worst options as possible. Why? Because usually are the worst men, the ones that know how to mask themselves and look like a very nice sheep instead of a wolf. So women need to increase their game and also men. And that is going to be today's episode. Today, we are going to talk about love. Before starting, I want to say thanks to the sponsor. As always, to me, a special person, the best person, inglesparacholos.com. If you want to increase your game, level up your life, improve your ability to start businesses, your ability to sell. Are you tired to go to your same job and earn a shitty salary? Join inglesparacholos.com. 
And also remember to spread the word. Tell the people to go to Google Podcasts and Spotify and they will find me with my nickname, Uncle Baltar. I want to start this episode talking about the story of a close friend. For the security of his name, I'm going to change his uh, identity. I'm going to call him Benito because maybe uh, his girlfriend or his woman is listening to this podcast. So just in case, I will call him Benito. What happened with Benito? Benito is, um, I believe he's 38 years old, more or less. And it's kind of, he's, he's in the time to start a serious commitment, you know. At 38, I think a man should be just engaged, at least. And he is still single, so there is a woman that is older than him. She is maybe 43, 44. And they have been flirting, but for a long time. Those flirting uh, relationships that they are always just, you know, talking, texting, but nothing happened. Until one day they went to the movies and he did DJ to her. You understand the thing, right? He, he DJ her in the car. After that, she tried to negotiate the thing and he didn't want to start serious commitment. Later, they went to a Expo Wine or Expo, yeah, Expo Wine, I think. They were so drunk and they had sex. The same day that they had sex, the sex was so fucking good that they decided to start a serious commitment. And they were dating for two or three days, and the woman made the stupid mistake to ask again, are we something serious or not? Because I don't want to waste my time. And that was the dumbest mistake that she could do. You know why? Because she already had the prey. By asking the prey if you are in something serious, you are giving a chance for him to walk away. Uh, my friend was not thinking about walking away, but now that the woman asked, he did. Now he said, hey, yeah, you know, I think we are going too fast. And he vanished. He did the, the Houdini technique. That is something that women should learn from the toxic women. Toxic women never tell you if you want to stay. They just cage you. They just lock you up and they don't allow you to disappear. That's what some women don't understand. It's not about words. It's about actions. Little by little, you need to be closing the, the escape, you need to be breaking all the breaches of your prey so he cannot walk away. When a woman tells you that she doesn't have time for playing games, could mean two things, basically. One, that she is running out of time, so she is old, and the, so the, second, <laughs> the, soccer, the second, that she has so many bad previous experiences that she is scared. It's good to understand objections. When you know about sales, and that's why I always tell my people, if you want to level up your game with women, learn about sales. Because the process of sales is the same shit in relationship. But coming back, if she's running, if she's running out of time, it's easy to tell just by the age. You just check the woman and by the age you know she's running out of time or not. Interesting enough, this will vary. This will change depending on the culture. The Russian women, for example, for them, getting old is 25 years old. I have a Russian friend and she is 24 and she's desperate because she told me by 25 I should be already married. And I was like, this woman is so fucking hurry. Here in Peru, the, the Peruvian women, they will until they are 35 with no problem. But depending on the culture, here in Peru, more or less, is 35 years old. And I believe in the rest of Latin America is basically the same shit. So what I'm trying to go is that if you check that the woman is more or less 30 or a little bit higher than 30, you understand why she's saying that she doesn't have time for playing games. If she tells you that, she is exposing her hand. Why? And not only her hand, but why? Because she's telling you that she doesn't have time 
for negotiations. And the person, this is basic business negotiation, the party that has less time is the one that needs to accept the, the, the terms and the conditions. Because if you have less time and you don't have more options, you need to grab the options that are on the table. So whenever a woman tells you that she doesn't have time and you check that she really don't have time, use that in your advantage and try not to abuse her, but try to show the things that you really need, your non-negotiables. Don't sacrifice yourself, okay? And what happened if the objection is related to the second case, that she had bad experiences? This is kind of scary because if she had more than one or two bad experiences, that means that she's going to be afraid of you. And for her, you are kind of a little enemy. She's not going to trust you. And eventually, maybe she will try to fight you in the future because she will be in defensive mode. Be careful with that. That's why I don't like women with traumas. Um, I can tell you, I know many friends that are players. They destroy the, the woman's life. And then the next good guy is the one who have to pay the consequences. So be careful. You don't want to pay the consequences of previous bad relationship. Now I want to jump to the second part of this podcast. We have analyzed uh, women who make mistakes. Okay. But what about men? Because men make a lot of mistakes too. But before friendly reminder, please go to unclebalta.com, unclebalta.com. If you type that URL, it's going to send you directly to my WhatsApp channel where I always upload the episodes and also tell the people to go to the podcast, Google Podcast and Spotify, Uncle Balta. So they can listen the word and they can apply to them life and we will have less virgin men in this society. Let's go to the main mistakes. We need to figure this out, but the game is kind of simple. It's first, we need to show that we have a lot to give and we are not asking for many things. So you are relaxed, you are good with your life. You don't need a half orange, una media naranja. No, you are a complete orange. If someone wants to be next to you, cool, but you are already having a good time. Why? If you show that your life is going in the best way as possible, that your mental health is in optimum conditions, people want to be around you. You know why? Because they want one piece of that paradise that you are living. Another thing, the game is showing your value and reducing the friction for the woman to contact you. Both things has to be applied. If you show your value, oh, you are different, you are a high party, you are a high value man, the woman wants to talk with you. But she cannot talk with you if you are wearing your headphones all the time. She cannot talk with you if you are all the time in your office. And when you go out, you are in your car. That used to be my problem too. I used to be all the time in my office, in my car. I will go to. I used to go to the gym at 6 a.m. So you can imagine, you know, at 6 a.m. everybody's running. Now I go to the gym at 9 a.m., sometimes 10 a.m., so I have chance to meet more people, different schedules, go to different places, go to different schedules, always be friendly with people, say hello, learn the art of making compliments. A woman has like a nice t-shirt. There was a woman with a SpongeBob SquarePants t-shirt, the Bob Esponja, and that's a nice SpongeBob uh, t-shirt. The woman is, is using, is doing pull-ups with straps. Oh, nice straps. Always make compliments that are not sexual. With that, you are breaking the ass. The, the ass. <laughs> you are breaking the eyes. You are breaking the eyes with that. And remember, it's not sexual. So they cannot tell you that you are a harasser. You just make a compliment. And you make a compliment, you smile, and you keep walking. Eventually, you will come back to the same machine. Or if you are at the gym or in some place, you will see the woman again. So there is no, no need to keep talking like many guys do. They start talking and they don't stop. You want to give some breaks. So 
you open the conversation, then you stop the conversation, the woman can study you. And then if, she, if you check that she keep looking at you or she's coming back and do exercise around your machine, that is a good excuse to keep the conversation. The game is broken. It's broken in both ends. It's broken in the men end and in the women end. And here I can go with my conspiracy theory. I, I love conspiracy. You know, conspiracy is my pornography. And I stopped doing research about conspiracy, but destiny is beautiful. And I listened to a podcast of Joe Rogan and Elon Musk. Yesterday, I listened to another podcast of El Chombo. And in both cases, they mentioned some things that I would like to explain here. Very rapidly. No, I don't going to span too much. But one of them is what Elon Musk mentioned, that there is a clear agenda to depopulate, reduce the population, reduce the people in the world. Um, maybe some people will say, oh, that is a conspiracy theory. Why one person will want to reduce the population? And I can tell you that it makes totally sense from their perspective. What happened? The average human do dumb shit, do stupid mistakes with technology. Check what people are doing with their cell phone. They are just checking pornography. They are scrolling TikTok uh, like, like monkeys and they are getting mental disorders. One, if you check the people, the, the street vendors who sell the fruit, the street vendors who sell whatever, they are using the megaphones, megaphones for everything, the megaphones. If you check some bad people, they are using artificial intelligence to take advantage, to scam other people. So the average human is a piece of shit. <laughs> and if you give technology to that average human, you are just boosting that piece of shit. That's the problem. A person is good until they have enough power to start destroying the rest of the people. That's why this elite, they believe they are gods, and that's why they want to reduce the amount of population so it's easy to control. Second part, talking about control. There are many things that are coming, and it's like, it's surprising how little people know. People don't know too much about CDBCs, that is the central digital bank currencies, that currency will be controlled by the central banks. It's not going to be cash anymore, and the government will know exactly what things are you buying at what time, and they will be able to expire the money. Check the case of China, check the cases in Africa. They are already applying this. This is not the future. This is happening now. The second is the biometric data. Many, not, not only like government institutions, also private companies now have your biometric data for convenience, right? And yes, it's so fucking convenient that we all fall in the trap, but there is something bigger around that. In BCP, for example, it's a big bank here in Peru. In BCP, when you switch your devices, when you change from one device to the other, before you had to go to the bank and uh, in front of the cashier, in front of the ATM, the cajero, um, no, no, the cajero, the ATM, the, the machine, pues, the, 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 the fucking ATM, yeah. In front of the ATM, you had to register your new phone. Now you don't need to go to the ATM from your from the comfort of your house. You just open the BCP application, you scan your face, and you can have your account in the new phone. They are getting your biometrics. When you go to the gym, you have to put in, in SmartFit, you have to put your fingerprint. They have the biometric of your fingerprint. What is the problem if companies and government have your biometric? That they can use that information and upload it to the cloud. So whenever they are recording videos with the security cameras, they know what person is located in what part. So now they have something that is called movement transparency. Uh, by the way, 
That thing is also in the agenda 2030. They want to know what do you do, where are you located, and what do you think. That what do you think I'm not going to talk about on this podcast because that is a biggest thing. <laughs> that is a full story of how they will know or how they already know in what things are you putting your attention. And also they have the chance to incorporate thoughts in your brain. Not only erase memories, but also incorporate memories. And that is scary. And well, the last thing that I will talk here is that there is also a clear agenda of not allowing people to have a personal brand. Um, this is r related with men and with women. I can tell you, I talk with women and men from all around the world, young, especially young people, due to my business. And um, many of them, they don't want to have a personal brand. No, I don't want to. I don't want to show my face. I don't want to show my name for security. But if you don't show your face or your name, you are a commodity. And what is your path after university? Go and work for a big corporation. What do you think big corporations want you to do? They don't want you to have a strong personal brand because that means that you can negotiate with them, that you can play games with them, talking about relationship. They want you to, do, to be just a commodity that is going to just put the head down and start working. So be careful with the three things. Is the CDBCs, the biometric data, and the personal brand. <laughs> that is my conspiracy theory part. Okay, just one extra thing before coming back to the love topic. And it's women are being, women are men, are being targeted with technology for two different purposes, but the end goal is the same. In the case of men, the idea is to distract them. With what? With pornography, with video games. The biggest tool, the biggest weapon of a man is not his dick, it's his attention. So a man without attention is a weak man. And in the case of women, they are scaring them. With what? Scaring them with content on um, um, Netflix, on Hulu. All these series are built to scare them about relationship. Always the man is the bad guy. The rich man always is abusive. Oh, the patriarchy, the women are good by themselves. They are putting these seeds in their brain constantly, constantly. And how do I know? I don't watch Netflix, but I have female friends that watch Netflix. And sometimes when I'm checking what do they uh, follow, I'm like, this is crap. I know I can realize because I'm not immersed in that. So trying to wrap this up is what I'm trying to go with all these conspiracy things is that if you are a man, most of the people are, are men here. We have some women. And I want to say hello to them here in, the, in this uh, podcast. But if you're a man, your main job is not to be distracted. Don't lose your attention in damn shit. And help women not to be scared. Why? Because women are getting scared, but not from everybody. They are getting scared from the good guys. And the bad guys, as I mentioned before, they are playing the cheap dress, the, the cheap custom. So at the end, they try to protect themselves, but they finish with a shitty man. And something extra here for men and for women. There is a huge fear and it's called inflation. What is inflation? Why is inflation connected with relationships? Because if you are going to get married in Latin America, I don't know in other cultures, but in Latin America, usually that means dropping a huge, huge event that can cost you above over $20,000, $30,000. With the economy in the way that is now, nobody has that amount of money. So people ask a loan to the bank. So they start their relationship in a negative way. That's why, no wonder why, after three or four years, they get divorced. And now what, what, what do you have? You have loans from the bank, from the wedding, loans from the divorce process, 
you have a kid, your life is fucked, and everybody is discontent. You want to do the opposite. You want to explain your couple that these are not time for wasting the money. In other small cities in Peru, and I know also in Europe, what happens is when a couple wants to get married, everybody puts some money. Because it makes sense, right? If we are going to make a party, everybody should collaborate, should give some money so we can all enjoy. But in our Latino culture, it's like, no, just the, the bride and the, and the man has to put all the money. That is broken. I can tell you that the best couples that I can see these days, especially the young ones, they are not doing like a, they are not even getting married. Well, that is kind of fucked up too, but <laughs> where I'm trying to go is that what they are doing is instead of dropping the money in expensive wedding, they are or getting married in other country, just the two of them, and with the money they can travel around the world and give the the, the first quote, the first payment for a, the down payment for an apartment, and it's better, that is smart. Instead of wasting the money and dropping that in a in an event, you with that money do a down payment for the apartment, the biggest down payment that you have. So now the monthly fees or the monthly quotas that you need to pay are less and you are starting your relationship with the right foot. If you find a woman that has team mentality, that is willing to play the game next to you, to do the thing together, I think you should stick with her. You should stay with her. Um, Sometimes men, we also make the mistake that we love the toxic woman. We love the woman that give us the best sex and all the shit, but for the long term, the best sex is not enough, you know? It's, we need to work together. Women are men. We are a team. We need to pull the shit off, and I'm sure we can do it, but we just need to spread the word and try to help other people. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember to spread the word to help the, more, the most virgin guys. And remember, if you want to contact me to receive the wisdom, you can go to my personal WhatsApp Más 51, 9890, 23, 986.